So have you got a coffee and a water on the go? Yep. So we... That is the type of, that is, that is, the, I mean, I'm putting them on either side of me. That's, that's it's just, just me. Like, so depending on what question we ask, it's going to yeah, be like, it'll be like oh, which is one? It, is it a coffee, a caffeine hit or a, a exactly. hydration question? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel. And I'm getting my lipstick everywhere as well. But oh no, so now it's a, it's a water sip. It's a water sip. Okay. Right. We're going to start the podcast with a water sip. Hydrate. Victoria Broom is on the podcast. <laughs> With us, she's hydrated. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. ready. Are you ready? She's I'm ready. Re- I'm always ready. Yeah, I'm always, always ready. ready. Okay, always strong, ready. confident. Yeah. We love it. So, today we're going to be talking about queer women on screen, TV, film, and social media. That's our topic of discussion for today. If you are dropping in, welcome to Girlfriend Material, season two, episode three. As I mentioned, we have Victoria Broom on. Victoria, do you want to give a little bit of bio to yourself for people who are just dropping on this and might may not have come across you before? Yeah, um, so I'm Victoria Broom. Thank you for having me on. And hi, everybody. Um, yeah, so I'm an actor, um, most recognised for being in um, the Emmy-winning series Marcella, uh, season two. I was also in uh, the BBC show Cheaters, which is great fun, and it's still on iPlayer if you want to watch it. Um, yeah, and I've done lots of other bits and pieces of television and I'm very much out and proud and I like to talk about authentic um, representation and just in general queer female representation on screen. I think it's really important. Yeah, I think it's super important. And I wanted to kick this podcast off by asking you, what was the first time that you saw yourself represented? And it doesn't have to be on TV or on screen, but like, is there a moment where you kind of saw yourself as a queer person represented in in something or someone else? Okay, let me think. So So the first time I saw a queer woman represented is different to the first time I saw kind of myself represented in a queer woman. So back in the day, uh, Ellen DeGeneres was in the show Ellen, which mm-hmm. was her show. And in the, I think it was like 93 or something like that, um, she came out on her show. And that was huge. Like, I remember sitting up, I think it was on at like half past 11 at night because it was, you know, after Watershed. Mm. And um, yeah, that was huge because she she came out as, the character came out as gay, but also that was kind of Ellen's big coming out moment um so that was the first time that and also um brookside storyline of beth jordash that Mm -hmm. was huge and i ended up in marcella working with anna so that was that was amazing so Um, you're referring to the first was that the first lesbian kiss on brookside yeah 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 yeah. that was on that was on channel four pre-watershed i think it was on at like 8 p.m or something on channel four um and i remember it being (gasps) yeah you know not seen i mean can you imagine now like not but it seeing was, it was the crazy, first time, right? And if you're younger listening to this podcast and you're thinking like, oh, it was just a lesbian kiss, like in the UK, oh my, people went wild. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there were complaints. There were, <laughs> it was, I, I just, I, I, and for me, my little queer heart, um, I was just like, oh, oh, okay. So it, so, it, so it is okay to be, mm-hmm, yeah. to be, to like women and, you know, be a woman. Oh, right. Um, but obviously things have changed and moved on quite a lot um, since then. Uh, we're not where we where we need to be, um, but LGBTQI representation in general has moved on um, on screen. But I t- 
to, to basically kind of see myself. I don't know if you know that. The, so there was a, a storyline in um, Last Tango in Halifax, mm-hmm. and it was Sarah yeah. Lancashire's character. Yes, I know the storyline. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, I think every queer woman knows that storyline. It was amazing, um, and I think that was the first time that I went. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Well done. Work brilliant. Um, and, and talk to me about that feeling because I, I have I had this feeling as well myself. But what did it mean to you, like when you kind of saw that? Because I think if you haven't had that moment yet, like it is for me, it was very life changing yeah. to be able to see that. Like, to, like, tell me what emotions you felt. Um, I think it was because it was a it it, it, it wasn't a storyline. It was integrated into the script. It was integrated into the show. And Sally Wainwright, it writes, who, I mean, she also did Gentleman Jack, but Sally Wainwright is, um, I think she's a wonderful writer and she writes queer women very, very well. Like, she's a brilliant writer. And just Sarah Lancashire's character in that, that it was just normal. Mm. They were just two women that were falling in love. Yes, she was killed off in the end but I'm sorry if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't watched the show yeah Sarah Lancashire's partner does get killed off uh in the end but it was just a beautiful story and it was on mainstream television and I was just like there we go yeah thank you yeah that's, that's lovely um my moment was when I watched Kate McKinnon on um SNL and I had never like seen uh, I've spoken about it a little bit before but I will talk about it a bit more in detail because we're obviously discussing this Mm. today but for me I was at a stage in my life where I felt like I didn't really like I wasn't gay enough because I'm quite femme presenting but like my personality is quite strange like I'm quite like people describe me as quite weird and offbeat and a bit quirky and I was like where is that queer person that's like mm. that can be femme but can also wear a suit but can also be a little bit like unhinged mm. and a bit and then I saw her in SNL and I was like oh right okay this is possible then like somebody who is funny but also like can put a dress on yeah so yeah. it's it's wild and yeah. I think that's why it's so important to get those storylines out there right yeah yeah how is how important is it for you that like watching these storylines how important is it for you that the characters are authentic that as in they're gay how do you feel about the gay actors should play gay roles like yeah what are your thoughts on that I think I was very lucky to drop on Kate McKinnon as my representation because she is actually a queer woman yeah um I I don't know I've never really considered that Mm. actually to be honest I do think it's always better to give queer people those opportunities Mm. to play those roles because I think just like if I was to step into a role where, you know, I played something that I wasn't, it would be harder work for me. I mean, I'm not an actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know yeah. that it would take a lot more character development to do that. It's easier to, to draw on what you know, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I think, I don't know. Ooh. I know. Sorry, but no, you're on spot. I'm on spot. I just think it's such an interesting topic because there's kind of, t- for me, I mean, again, I've talked about this quite a lot in, in other interviews, but for me, there's two sides of me. There's the actor mm. that is like, okay, I'm drama school trained. You can play any role. Like, th- that's it. I can play any role. That's my job is to play any role. And then there's the little gay girl that I was <laughs> growing up, desperate to see me and a queer woman playing a queer role on mm. screen. And what I think is is 
is lacking in television not just in the UK just kind of in general is there's a lot of authentic male representation yeah there's been lots of very kind of um public interviews with people saying I will only cast gay actors in gay roles but it's referencing men Mm. it's not referencing queer actors in general Mm. so I just think that it's it's interesting because some of the biggest gay male roles on television have been played by gay men Mm. whereas some of the biggest gay female roles haven't been And I just think that there's, it's an interesting debate and topic. And I'm very much, uh, you know, I can't say that I'm for it or against it because I'm an actor, but the little, my little gay heart would have loved to have seen that growing up. I mean, the only comment that I can make on it is that I absolutely love it. Like when I'm watching something and I don't know that the person who's playing it is queer Right. And that's like my, it's like a nice Easter egg for me. Like I was watching, um, oh my God, Big Little Lies yeah. on Sky with um, Nicole Kidman in it. And then I was like, oh, Nicole Kidman, man. Like I have such a, <laughs> I have such a crush on Nicole Kidman. But then I Googled it and I was like, just wonder, you know, just wonder. Because you do, don't you? You're just like, I just wonder like if she might be interested in women. Right. Like, like as if she'd be like interested in me from across the world. But then it was like, she's bisexual. And I was like, get in. Like, oh, she I didn't is, know that. Is she, she openly is, bisexual? She's openly oh, bisexual. And I was like, amazing. Yeah. So that's my favourite thing when, when like they do cast people who are playing queer roles yeah. to be, yeah. who are slightly queer. Um, But talk to me about like your first queer role that you were cast in then. Um, so I got so fed up <laughs> that I, uh, were, oh gosh, how, how long ago was, I can't remember how long ago it was now, but I got so fed up that I was never being seen for queer female roles. So I wrote my own film and oh, I enough. wrote my own film <laughs> and it was about two femme presenting, uh, lesbians in the 1920s that were having to conform to a society of where, um, they obviously it was against the law mm-hmm. and it was illegal. I mean, just crazy even saying that out loud, but it was against the law. It wasn't talked about, you know, um, and they were it married, both married to men and they had, uh, a very beautiful affair because it had to be an affair. Um, so I wrote a, I wrote a film because <laughs> I was got so annoyed. And then after that, so I won uh, quite a few awards with it. It was called Life in Colours and I won quite a few, quite a few awards. Um, and I think it was because I was going to film festivals and there was no female content. I mean, it's, again, this, this was probably only 10 years ago. Mm. Um, not even that, eight years ago. And... Um, yeah, so that was the first time I played a queer role. But then I did a, um, I auditioned for a show called Different for Girls, which um, was a an LGBTQI show written by lesbians for the lesbian and queer community. Um, and most of the people were queer. Um, and uh, yeah, I was the lead in in that. So that was that was the kind of start into mm. mainstream TV of doing c- queer female roles. Um, and then obviously the biggest one that I did was playing Sasha in Marcella. And I was a, a queer character in that mm-hmm. as well. I guess it's like anything, you have to sort of put yourself in, in the space that you want to be in, right? Yeah. And then you can kind of, I guess you got more queer roles once people saw you for playing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Um, but also I think there are more queer roles being written. There just wasn't. 
yeah. were like, that's why I wrote my own film. <laughs> I love <laughs> that you just dropped that, that in there. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I just wrote my own film. Yeah, so I, I was just fucked off with it all. Oh, well, I was. <laughs> I was so like, oh, for goodness sake. Like, I really was. So I was just like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to write my own film. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. I love that. I love that mentality. <laughs> um, talk to me a little bit about your BBC show then, Cheaters, because the plot line of that is so interesting and I think that a lot of people listening to this podcast can also relate to because there is would you call it a situationship like between there's a situationship in the whole thing yeah <laughs> I think everyone yeah, is yeah. in a situation but specific to your character like your character is in a, a very yeah. complicated like situationship but yeah like, talk to me about that and like how that was to play it um oh I love that show it's so great it's yeah. such a great show it's beautifully written it's messy it's chaotic it's full of sex it's just it's a it's a brilliant show so if you have listeners if you haven't watched it it's still on bbc iplayer so do watch it it's called cheaters um yeah so so basically it's about a bunch of cheaters and my my character in particular um she is married and you don't know that until a bit later on. So sorry for anybody that has not seen it. Yeah, I know you're massive, giving away all the spoilers. Massive here. spoiler, but <laughs> she's 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 married and um, to to a woman, and she's have had a a fling mm. with one of her members of staff. <laughs> Oops. Um, and um, yeah, what I loved about that show is it's just so inclusive. It doesn't, you know, it's not just oh heterosexual couples have affairs it's lesbian couples have affairs lesbian couples can be messy it's just very inclusive um did you feel like it was you know an like an accurate representation you know of the queer experience because I feel like a lot of our queer experiences are messy you know I think that depends <laughs> on the individual um, I have to say that it's not an accurate representation of my my relationships but I love that it's an accurate representation of relationships mm. like in general across the board gay straight yeah. whatever it's across the board people have affairs people have children people walk in on seeing their couples with you know seeing their partner with someone else um yeah, so I just th I thought it was uh, it's a great show. I was so I was so chuffed to be part of that show. Did it feel quite empowering then to like play that character? Because you're saying it was far away from your experiences. Like, yeah, did it feel quite like oh, you know, wow, I get to play something you know different? No, so it's so, uh, this might sound a bit cheesy, but I find it empowering to play uh, lesbian characters. Full stop. Mm. Because I because I am out. Um, I always, you know, I've I've never hidden that. I've never I've never had to, but I find it empowering when I play queer roles anyway, because I do get cast in non queer and queer, and in some cases you just don't know. Um, so I always find it empowering. But what I loved, I loved that she. I know this sounds weird, but I do love that they got her. She was married. Mm -hmm. She was very settled <clears throat> in a relationship, and yet she was with her member of staff yeah yeah cheeky go, cheeky cheeky yeah go watch it it um, is fun it is fun <laughs> it is fun um have there been any like stereotypes you know on the roles that you've played that you think like oh for god's sake like you know is there anything that you've had to like push back on you know have like being queer <laughs> yourself you're just a bit like oh no like i don't want to do that no not in the roles that i've played because i've only played let's think i've only played that of that of, that you've known are, are kind of 
queer. Um, I've only played, I think, probably four, maybe five big kind of queer roles. So, no. But I do sometimes watch the TV when there's a queer female character and I go... <laughs> and I just have that moment of. Can you give us an example? Like, what are you saying? I'm no, I'm no, absolutely not going to give an example of any show or film. No, I can't do that. <laughs> was that like, was it. That, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No, but I do go. It's just that. I just have that moment. Um, and it's, it's it, you know, it's. I What I also really am desperate to see is, um, you know, when there's like lesbian characters or queer fe- queer female characters especially more so than gay male characters but queer female characters they just have a partner they don't have a queer life so they mm. don't have any queer friends that they go to see they don't ha- nobody else in their life except for their partner is gay and it's like mm. there's not many people i know that are queer that don't have other queer mates yeah do you know? Yeah, do you know yeah, what that's I mean? True. It's so, like we have that, and then there's like the L word, which is like the extreme the, version yeah. of of what life looks like if you're queer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so interesting. There's kind of, there needs to be like the thing in the middle. So talk to me a little bit about this trope of like killing off the lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like why does that happen? I don't know. I was going to ask you. Like you're in this world. Uh, yeah. Why does it happen? Damn. You're closer to this world than I am. No. <laughs> so where's the answer? <laughs> I don't. I don't. You know, there was such a ba- there was such a um, an uproar in the in in our community when. Um, Sarah Lancashire's partner was killed off in yeah, the last yeah. time on Halifax. Well, yeah, everyone was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've been asked this on interviews before, and my answer is, I I don't know. But I think I do think it's changing because there's a lot more queer characters popping up in mm. shows, in films, and um, you know, I just feel that they, you know, there need there's there's more space to bring in a queer lifestyle but I don't I I don't know but I've I would never kill off if I was writing I would never kill off we wouldn't kill them off no because we wouldn't want to kill them off but for some reason it's just like everything seems to be going really well you know and then it's the end of the the series and it's like oh no Jenny (laughs) fell down the elevator shaft and now she's dead it's like (laughs) why we didn't even see it come in like Jenny was like the most wholesome best character or whatever yeah and she's gone. I d- I don't know. We need to we need to put that out to the to the listeners. Why do we? Yeah, do if you're we listening to this, do we an have any answer? theories? Do we have any? You know, le- lesbian. What do they call it? Lesbian bed death. Lesbian Les- screen death. Screen. De- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is there? Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, okay. I wanted to ask you as well because this is something that. I get quite a lot as a content creator and somebody who puts themselves out there on the internet is that I talk a lot about lesbian dating and uh, lesbian sex experiences (laughs) and you know there's there's a viral video out there which has like 13 million views about how to go down on a woman uh it's very pg but basically when people meet me they have this sort of expectation of what i'm like because of what i've put out online mm, mm. which is actually very inaccurate because i am up for a good time you know i'm, I'm very fun person but i'm quite reserved so my question to you was like when people see you in these roles 
on screen and stuff mm. like have you ever you know gone on a date or like had interactions with people and they're like oh damn like I thought that I was going on a date with like so and so or you know like any crossover well people so so, it's fine. so I've been in quite long-term relationships so my experience of kind of dating um <laughs> was awful (laughs) just just yeah just just terrible um and um, why was it terrible it was just there you know what's your star sign do you have a cat (laughs) and are you a vegetarian and it's like wait can i guess can i guess your star sign yeah yeah oh can i get a clue because i'm actually really bad at this can well no Uh, I drop myself in what's it now. The key, what, what, what can I give you? Uh, no, go on. No, just, I. Well, I told you outside that I. It's nearly my birthday. Oh, okay. But it's not nearly my birthday. It's oh, like, I'm rubbish at the ones at the start of the year. Okay, though. okay. No, it's not at the start of the year. It's kind of middly. It's very much the middle. A- Aries. Nick Close. Taurus. Oh, okay. Yeah. What yeah. are you? Uh, guess. Oh, wait. Bear with. Okay. Gemini. Oh my god, no! Oh, I don't know anything about star signs. This is the thing: is I was like, "What?" And they—I'm very meticulous, and I love cleaning. Is that the? No, I don't know. I was going to say, is that? Is that the, <laughs> What's that? That's the crab. That's the crab. <laughs> no, the no. crab. I'm, I'm a Virgo. I'm see, September. I know nothing about stars. This was this is why I was shit on yeah. lesbian dating app. I can see it now. I was shit. <laughs> Literally, like, do you have a cat? I hate cats. I'm a dog person. Yeah. I don't hate cats. I think if you hate animals, you're kind of a bit weird. Oh, yeah, don't say that. You might yeah, get cancelled no, on this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And see, I don't know about the star signs. Yeah. I just know that I'm stubborn. Are you vegetarian? No. So basically, you're not. I'm not not lesbian. I'm not very lesbian. Well, then. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Can there you we go. Leave. Actually, I'm I know. <laughs> Okay, so we we didn't have a great time with the dating. No, but I didn't meet anyone because yeah. I, was, I was being cancelled all the time. No, but I didn't meet anyone. But also, just like just just no. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the question was now. Rosie. The question was, was um, when you like went on a date. Did anyone sort of a was anybody ever like oh you know she's an actress or like did right. anyone ever okay. have these preconceived notions of what you'd be like based on they'd seen you on screen or anything like that? So people, yeah, so. Like, I'm quite shy, believe it or not. And people, I don't believe and, that. And, and, <laughs> I'm I'm shy. No, I'm quite. I am. I'm quite. I'm quite shy. Mm. Um, and that surprises people. Mm-hmm. I think that surprised everybody that, that I am. I am actually quite shy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So people expect me to be you know quite boisterous and not Mm. boisterous that's the wrong word but quite kind of out there and very kind of confident and I am but actually that's in work mode I'm very much like that but I'm actually quite shy I think you get this I think it's the same isn't it you put on a yeah you don't put on but no but I think like you're comfortable with what you're comfortable with right and like like yeah I can sit here and I can be like chat away and I'm quite extroverted and stuff and like when I go out with friends and that but I think for me sometimes like I do go on a date and I think it does I don't know when people know who I am that kind of pushes me in a little bit further mm-hmm. I'm like oh so you have seen that video then oh so you have <laughs> yeah like, oh no um 
Yeah, but it's weird, isn't it? When you when you put yourself out and you like play different versions yeah. Of, yeah. of people, um, you know, what people expect and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. So when people come up to you, how do you, like, if you're out at an event or, yeah. or like wherever, like, and people come up to you and they say, oh, I love your work. Da, da, da. How, yeah. how, how do you respond to that? Are you... Are you quite introvert or are you? Um, I don't know. Like I, I used to, like when I was with my ex, um, she would be really good. She was just like, oh, you know, you need to say this, like mm. you need to respond in this way and stuff. So I sort of learned to kind of like say what I need to say. Right, right. Um, but I am just a bit like, oh. But yeah, have you had any weird experiences where people recognise you? I've had people, yeah, I've had people recognise me, but they're not weird. Like it's yeah. never, it's never weird. Everyone's been so lovely when they come That's up to me. Good. Yeah, lovely. Um, and... It, it's it's I'm I'm one of those type of people that unless I'm prepared for something, that's when I'm shy. Like yeah. I have to be prepared for stuff. Um, Did so you feel when, prepared for this podcast? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, yeah. a little okay. bit, a little bit. Um, and so you know, I have to do my research and things like that. So when some people do come up to me and say, uh, "Oh my god, I loved you in such and such. I think you're amazing," I'm I'm not prepared for it. So oh, I get really yeah. shy. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, thanks, ever thanks so much. Yeah, don't give me direct eye contact. Yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I love it when they do, and it, it, yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. So, bringing it back round to wrap up our conversation on representation, mm. like, if you hypothetically were in charge of, say, Netflix, say you got like your, your Netflix slate, mm-hmm. um, what would you do? Would you have more queer shows would you cast more queer actors what's what's the game plan to kind of change change the game that is a question and I know half. and it's not even in the ones that I sent over to you it's before. not so I'm unprepared <laughs> yes. I might just sit <laughs> under the old go in the corner and shy <laughs> <laughs> what um uh, so f- for me when I talk about like authentic representation I'm not just talking about um actors mm. like because I'm not um I'm talking about queer voices being heard as a general in general so I think there needs to be when queer storylines are being written queer and trans storylines are being written um it's it's important that someone from that community is part of the writing team yeah someone that from that community is because you don't don't just want tokenism you don't just want oh we've got to do this and there we go let's plop in some queer characters yeah and not understand our community and not understand, you know, why we need a pride or why, you know, and mm. not just not understand. So I think that's what I would do is I would get more queer people behind the scenes yeah, to be able to bring authentic representation to the screen. So the... Uh, Essentially, the best actors should get should get the role, mm. but queer people need to be given those opportunities, and it needs to have queer people behind the scenes, yeah, creating these authentic stories. I yeah, I hundred percent agree with that, and I think it starts um, with anything, doesn't it? You know, yeah. like the the only thing that I can kind of liken it to is um, I. Um, well half of my day job is like a producer so I do the kind of content creation but then I also work behind the scenes and I always say to people like it starts with right at the very beginning of the production process is having somebody in the room who knows that yeah 
And it's like, even when I worked for like BBC Earth, for example, like if we had somebody in the team who had expertise on like, you know, whatever sustainable thing we were talking about, we'd always go to them and be like, is this right? You know, were we scripting this Which right? Which is what you should do. Which is yeah. what you should do. And you can't just guess things or like Google stuff on the internet or just go off like a TikTok that you've watched of somebody else. Yeah. Like you have to have somebody there, don't you? Yeah. So we need more opportunities for behind the scenes stuff. Absolutely. If anyone's listening to this and they work mm-hmm. in the film, TV or social industry, hire, 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 hire people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it just, you know, it's like, like you said, with, with BBC Earth, was it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so with BBC Earth, you're not going to be, you know, filming and talking about tigers without a specialist in tigers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this tiger. And like, I'm producing some video. Like, I know shit all about tigers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... You need someone that knows about tigers. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Because because you know, and that's the that's what I mean with like having a queer life, not just a queer character. Mm. Having you know, th- we know that we have other queer people in our lives. You know, it, it needs that needs to be shown. Yeah. You wouldn't just get like one singular tiger, would you? No. Like that would be really strange. Yeah. Talk to that. a tiger expert, people. Yeah. Bring the pack in. Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the analogies on the show. Um, so what's coming up in 2024? Oh, it's an exciting year, you know. I'm, Is it? Yeah. No, I'm busy. It's great. So um, so I've got a, a film coming to the cinemas on the 4th of April. Um, so that's called Seize Them. So that will be that'll be out in April. Um but a really nice show that's coming out, um, which is on UK drama, but it's also going to be on BritBox, um, is Sister Boniface Mysteries. And it's in the third season. Um, and I can announce that the, do, that the third season is coming out. So that's that's a great announcement. And that is coming out summer, end of summertime mm-hmm. um, in the UK. Um, and it will probably be on in the States first. That was so much fun. Like that, the, the crew, the producers... It's br- it's a there it's a brilliant show to be on and it was so much fun and you know it was a bunch of nuns running around I don't know if you know the show but it's about <laughs> a, a nun that solves murders and um, incredible it's br- it, honestly it's ace and Lorna who plays Sister Boniface is just hilarious she's hilarious and lovely uh, you know and she is the captain of the ship and she's everyone just warms to her as soon you can't not she's amazing mm. um yeah so it's it's about a nun that solves crimes and there's one particular story that we, so we were filming in the Cotswolds and um which was great and we were filming in the Cotswolds and there were some walkers like hiking around we were inside this pub and uh they walked past and all they saw inside this pub <laughs> in the middle of the Cotswolds were about 25 nuns. <laughs> so what did they, because they, they, they didn't see the cameras, they didn't yeah. see the lights, they didn't know that. And then they were like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> like literally their cameras taking pictures. And I was like, yeah. Because you're not supposed to be in a pub if you're a nun. If you're right? a nun, I don't it's think just, nuns are allowed yeah. in pubs. That's just in Sister Act. I don't think they're allowed. But anyway, there was 25 to 30 nuns in a pub in the Cotswolds. Having a cheeky pint. Having a cheeky pint. Yeah. Oh, so, um, yes, yeah, so it was that was brilliant fun. And then, um, I'm writing my own show. Um, so I start, gosh, I started that in 2019 and I, I'm picking it up again. And there was quite a lot of interest a couple of years ago. And it's a short form drama series. Um, and it's queer and it's 
yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fab. So I'm picking that up again. Um, but I'm going to be hitting the theatre in August. Interesting. There's a there there are there are talks of me doing a a, a lesbian show um, at the Edinburgh Festival. So Ooh. watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, not 100% confirmed yet. But we're still in talks and I can talk about it. So. Yeah. And if you want to follow Victoria, like the links will be in the show note below this podcast. So make sure that you follow online <laughs> for all of the updates. Um, I have one last question because oh. for... Uh, Are we off script again? No, no, no. We're not. Well, we're kind of... Well, you know what? <laughs> I like it. Go for it. Go for it. Improv. Let's do it. No, it's the music question. Oh, yes. So obviously um, on this season of Girl From Material, we are creating a like empowerment uh, playlist mm-hmm. of all great songs that make us feel good and I asked you to pick a song before you came on this one so tell us what you picked and why it makes you feel good so I picked Vance Joy uh, Missing Peace and because the lyrics are just so it's also quite folky Mm -hmm. which always gets me in a good mood Um, and um, it's yeah just the lyrics it's about a couple that uh, when they're apart they just hold the fort, hold down and just wait for that person to come back. And it just makes me think of my girlfriend um, because I go away filming quite a lot or I go, you know, so it's nice. It just reminds me of her and it's just really, it just look at me, it makes me smile. It's, it's cute. cute. <laughs> We've got a cheesy smile going I on know, in the studio. I know, I know. Love it. Oh, well, Victoria, thank you so much for coming on and chatting. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. I yeah, and and like you still got your two coffees and things not, on the go. You no, know, I just had a tiny sip. Did you see? Yeah, I saw. I know. We'll yeah. have to get you a third when we get out of the studio. I know. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, if you loved this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend. Sharing is caring, mm-hmm. and make sure that you're following Girl from Material and Victoria. And also check out the Patreon because we have an extra episode that goes out each week, which is a special episode with Poppy, who is currently behind the scenes doing all the tech for us. Shout out to Pops. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another amazing episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.